Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, hello everyone, welcome back to the Triforce Podcast from lovely sunny England. Yeah. Wow, yeah. it's so nice now. It's like, raining here. What happened I don't to know. This, this place? Yeah. It's come, it's come, uh, it's like living in a different country. Yeah. It smells different, the people are different. They look like different. People... <laughs> they look different to me. They're stealing my jobs. <laughs> I see where this is going. What's I see you... where this is going. Well, I've been enjoying you're having this one of those. Sunshine. You're having one of those midlife crises where you're just like you becoming. Yeah, it's you're becoming that. more mid... conservative and more racist. It's the mid-year crisis where I'm like, why is it not like this the whole year round? Like I've been sitting in the park. Yeah, I've been reading my book. Right. I've it, been it has been beautiful. Drinking fruity cider outside of pubs. It's How, however, been... just to reiterate, it is currently raining here, so I, I can't really join in. With oh, the... don't worry, it'll get. No... We had that little bit of rain. Yeah. It blew past us in oh, like I'm twenty sure minutes. It's it's light, but I'm going to Kew Gardens today, which means it's going to rain when Ooh. we're in Kew Gardens. So... Well, you do know that we're in England, so it's always sunglasses and umbrella True. The combo. True. You know, it's, you know, you can never fully trust that sunny day. (laughs) Yeah. You know, those, those black clouds could roll in any minute and shit on everything. So I had, I had a nice day yesterday where I went and um, hung out with Hat Films in their warehouse, which I did. um, So this is the second time I visited and uh, we did some, we did some weird, fun, painty challenges. It was nice. It's like I've suddenly got this little extra group of friends who are very, um, they're very rude. I don't know. It's like my <laughs> mum wouldn't approve of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're like, oh, you're not going to go and play with those Hat Films boys again, are you? And I'm like, please, mum, I want to go and play with Hat Films. And they're like, no. No, they're a bad influence. You come back from Hat Films and you're all sweary. You're talking about, uh, you're making risque jokes. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, I, I it's feel like, much... do, do you remember at school, there was always a group of kids who seemed to be much more mature. Not, not just cool. But they didn't, they seemed to realize that everything else that was happening at school was boring and for idiots. And so they just sort of met up and uh, had their own cool things going on on the sly. There was a, there was a group of guys like, like that at my school and they just didn't get involved in anything. You, they always seemed to be doing some extracurricular thing of their own, like they had a band or they, they had some, some group that would meet up and everything. And, you know, they, they were just very cool. All the parties they talked about, it was only them that went. They knew loads of girls. And I was just like, damn, I want to get in with those guys. Like, they, they seem cool. But uh, I was happy with my D&D nerd friends. Right. No, well, I, I am too. But I, 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 I also, though, I felt a bit like a square. I felt like my mum would give me a packed lunch and stuff and sent me off to, to sort of make friends in a sense as well. Because I brought with me... After last week, I brought with me a list of the things that I noticed that they didn't have. So I stole a bunch of stuff from the office. I ordered some stuff on Amazon. So it was like bin bags, kitchen roll, wet wipes. Um, I bought like a respirator. I bought just loads of cleaning supplies. Right. I bought. I also bought them a dartboard as like a um, 
a gift, I guess. Because I felt like I felt like they could put a dartboard on the wall, which mm. they they liked. So that was a, a nice gift. Yeah. And I think they actually preferred the bin bags more. The thing about it is, it's kind of a bit of a boys' club that the Hatfields Warehouse. It's a bit smelly. It's a bit like kind of grimy and really dirty. And there's like just wood shavings and bin bags full of shit everywhere. They actually liked the bin bags the most, and we filled up like three bin bags full of stuff. The thing is, like. It had this kind of um, sour milk, like some some horrible rotten food smell coming from somewhere. Yeah, okay? right. And we didn't really know where it was coming from. Um, but we, Al Smith, he kept smelling it the whole day, and we were. He was like, "Is that bin bag there?" And I was like, "I don't think it is," because like I've been smelling that bin bag, and it's. I don't think that's where the smell's coming from. Anyway, we didn't really make that much of an effort to locate the smell or really think that much about it. But later on um, in the day, Al Smithy was complaining about it again. Um, and he took a big gulp of his coffee and was like, because it was one of those sealed like Starbucks cups. Right. And he realized he'd just picked up one of them off of the middle table. And that 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 was obviously one that had been sat there for about six months. God. This latte that had slowly oh. turned to cheese. He could be, he could have got very so ill. He could have got very may, ill, but he may the, in fact be ill right now as we're speaking. The thing is he he took a big swig of it thinking and then knew something was wrong because it was obviously like stone cold. But obviously also the other thing was he going through his mind is on my this must be paint water. And the other thing is he didn't want to just spit it and spray it everywhere. He just wanted he wanted to spit it into something else. Oh, I right? spat that it's right hard on to the spit floor. it back into those Starbucks cups through that little hole. So so he's like running to the bathroom with this mouthful of fetid That's like, disgusting. Cheese. That is so oh, that disgusting. Is so but the gross. thing is it was it smelled so rancid like through the whole day. We all we all knew what that smells because he was so confident it was from the bin that the 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 sort of the just the, that trap coffee cup lying in that those tra- those coffee cups with the lids on you never know what's inside them i'm always it's like i i don't really drink out of um cans anymore because when i was like a student i used to drink a lot of coke cans you know and i remember I, the same thing happened to me you know i left this like i'd obviously left an old coke can somewhere for ages god knows how long yeah. it's probably full of spider webs and like yeah. i don't know god mold what grows on a coke probably nothing it's probably just normal coke actually it probably wasn't a problem but you know you get in your mind the idea of what could have grown in that coke can like what what how disgusting could it have gotten in there and then i just took a big old gulp of it um, so yeah, I don't, I don't really, I like to see what I'm drinking. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. a, a lot of the times you, you don't look down. Like I was, I was taking a picture of my cider the other day at the pub. And as I took a picture, like, man, a, what a, a what bird. a world we live in, eh? I was taking a picture of my cider at the I, pub. I almost <laughs> missed that sentence. It was so banal. What? It was, Jesus I was... <laughs> Christ. What the fuck are you, like 15 years old? Why are you taking a picture oh of your God. cider at a pub? Well, you know. Uh, we're got... calling him the midlife crisis guy. We were like, take a photo of your food. Yeah. It's a way to communicate. I don't send emojis. I just send, like, pictures of my surroundings. Right. You know, that's the easiest way to do it because it's so fascinating to to. see a picture of a cider well my mum my mum sends me pictures of what she's up to all the time uh, you know, going to a garden center and hanging out with my dad in the garden you know like it's 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 garden related usually but it's nice 
it's interesting. It's, you know what? It's... We were talking about video games just before you you were you got back and we started the podcast. No, wait, hang on a sec though. What were you taking? You were taking a picture of your cider and then what? Sorry, where where was this leading? A bird shit in my cider. <laughs> right at that moment. <laughs> I'm glad that we he's, that. he's a critic. He is a critic. Good, good stuff. Yeah. He oh, hated me as well. Me, he thought he thought Oh, that's just, good. Yeah. That's good. Great. Oh god. So I have been recommended a game. This is on my, my Steam store. Right. Along with some other ones, I've got. Um, let me see what I've got. I've got. This is on my list of uh, of new releases. There's uh, Necromunda Hired Gun, which looks uh, kind of. Uh, it's a first person shooter, vaguely in the Warhammer universe and or 40k universe, and it's kind of shooty and all that kind of stuff. There's a game called Salasta Crown of the Magister, which looks like a sort of D and D ish RPG, which doesn't look too bad. There's a few other things, and then Love Stories: Sex and the Furry Titty. That's the name of the game. Is this on, on This on is on Steam. Steam. And the picture that pops up is of a dude getting a tit job from a fox woman. And he's chasing right. all over her tits. Now, right. it says this game is marked adult only. You're seeing this game because you've set your preferences to allow this content. Because there are a lot of games that are adult only that are not pornography. Yeah, just straight up porn, yeah. This is revolting. Why, why am I looking at this, Steam? Why am I looking at this? I, I don't want to well, see this. Well, it's because uh, you've bought previous titles I have the series. Never, yeah. And you I put them into the secret, uh, like the secret games list that nobody else can see. Is this that, is yeah, an yeah, absolute yeah, yeah. lie. Do you know what it might be? Someone, somebody, some comedian gifted me one of these games about no, seven it's, years it's ago. Number, no, you're right, that's... it's number one on the new and trending. I'm seeing it as well. It's disgusting. It Wait, should not exist. Um, hang on, i got to check this. Hang but on. this stuff sells, man. Like, sex has always sold ever since Roman times. This when isn't they sex. Had the, 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 the dicks on the paving slab. This isn't Pompeii sex. And stuff this is cartoons the way to the and bestiality what, combined. What, what's this one called? Love Stories, Sex and the Furry Titty. I don't have that on my top seller, actually. I heard a, I heard a theory this week. That it was the ch the the um that chick from Goof Troop that made everyone into furries, right? It seeded, <laughs> seeded hey, you're that right. Furry. I think you're right, actually. What's yeah. Goof Troop? You never seen Goof Troop? <laughs> no. I'm forward to the Goof Troop. Yeah. Goof Troop. Oh, it's got Goofy What's in it. What's her name? Roxanne. The Goof Troop is a. Um, there was like a um a cartoon television series that starred Goofy. And uh, somehow somebody had decided to have children with Goofy because he has a son named Max in it. And uh, his neighbors, uh, his neighbor is like, a, what's his neighbor like? It's like a keeping up with the Joneses kind of guy. He's like a grumpy middle aged guy, but he has like the big RV and he's got the nice pool and everything. And his son is friends with Goofy's son, and they're called the Goof Troop, and they just do everything together. He's a on, single father. They so go Goofy, on wild adventures like uh, camping. Goofy and shit had like a that. kid, yeah. and Mrs. Whoever he uh, he he humped uh, fucked off and left him with the kid. That story is not mentioned at all. No, it says here the series no. focuses on the relationship between single father Goofy and his son Max. Yeah, yeah. This was made in the 90s, so it was kind of yeah. relevant at the time. Like, divorce rates were definitely higher than they'd ever been. You know, single single moms and single dads were a lot more common than they'd than they'd been, especially like in the, like in the middle classes, I guess, which is what uh, Goofy and, and Max and his neighbor seem to be like middle, upper middle class, yeah. And this is the sad part. A large portion of the show's humor comes from Max's relatively normal personality, sharply contrasting with his father. Because if your dad is Goofy <laughs> yeah, I mean... and you're relatively normal, that's like having a dad who's just like, 
his brain was fried. Like he's he did so much acid back in the back in the sixties. Yeah. Now he's a single father. Yeah. And Goofy's just like, oh, dude, man, why, tripping over stuff, and he's like, Dad, please just sit down. I've got friends coming over. Dad, could you please go up there? Go upstairs, Max. Just hear him crashing around up there. Yeah. It's just my dad. Who's drunk? He's just crazy. That's a good take, Lewis. The girl from Goof Troop. It's got to be. That's got to be the one of the contributors to the whole movement, right? It's I'm going to look up on Wikipedia yeah. what it says about furry fandom. We accidentally furried up a bunch of people, and ever since, it's gotten, just gotten worse, right? In 1976, yeah. a pair of cartoonists created the amateur press association Vooty, which was dedicated to animal-focused art. Many of its featured works contained adult themes, such as Omaha the Cat Dancer, which contained explicit sex. Right. So this, this wow. sort of built up from there. According to a fandom historian, Fred yeah. Patton, the concept of furry originated at a science fiction convention in 1980. I wow. feel like, uh, you know, although I'm a big fan of um, Robert Crumb, he has quite a lot of anthropomorphic stuff in his work. Right. Um, Fritz the Cat was a prime example of that. Yes. That, that happened in the 70s, and I wonder if that was also a part of what it. What was the movie about Crumb? Um, it was it, um, there was it's a called movie. Crumb. Oh, it was actually called Crumb. What was yeah, the yeah. other one that, that I keep getting confused with thinking that it was about Crumb? It was the one... American um, Splendor? He's, 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 yeah, he's, maybe uh, it's that. And then there's that other one that had, um, it was like Nicolas Cage was in it or something. It was called, uh, fuck, I can't remember. With And it was about so, Robert Crumb. No, it wasn't about Crumb, but I always think that it, that it is. I always get like the whole sort of, there's like three or four movies and like two of them are to do with Crumb. And then two of them are not, but like uh, I always assume that they're like I always get them mixed up for some reason. I don't know why. It's so, like they it, came out like early two thousands or something, and I always yeah. get them all well, mixed up. Well, American Splendor came out two thousand two thousand three. Yeah, and that had um, Paul Giamatti in. Right, um, right. And that was, I mean, I, I I was a fan of the American Splendor comics before that. I must say, mm, nice, um, nice. They they are a, a, they're obviously influenced by. Um, well, it's it's weird actually. It's it like Harvey Pekar is not a very interesting figure in terms of his life. He collects old jazz records. He works as like um he's like a um, what does he do? He works in a hospital as basically like an administrator. He does all lots of filing and stuff. Right. He, he's generally pretty miserable, and he goes to a lot of he does a lot of comic book stuff where he has a story and he gets he meets a lot of comic book artists and gets them to write a story. Robert Crumb's done some for his loads of stuff. People have done stuff for him. Yeah. Um. It's interesting. Paul Giamatti does a good job of playing Harvey Pekar, and Harvey Pekar appears in the film, so it's kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a strange uh, it's a strange thing. American Splendor. It's very very strange. But yeah, that whole like Robert Crumb and, and Harvey Pekar and all those guys, that sort of alternative comic scene. I was a big I was a big fan of all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the Robert Crumb movie is, is excellent. His brothers were even crazier than he was. Because he's a deeply, deeply weird guy. Yeah, wasn't um, he didn't he do like lots of uh like like he had like a a drawing style, like where he would draw females, but they would always have like there was there's quintessential sort of uh, elements to each of his drawings. Like he they liked always, big women. Yeah. They were yeah, always big, big uh, or and uh, but like yeah, I don't know. It was I, I can't so remember all of it. He he drew like I've got a ton of his stuff, and it, the 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 artwork in. I mean, he's a, first of all, he's a brilliant artist. He really is. Yeah. Um, and there's a scene in in Crumb where he's teaching his son, and they're drawing the same woman. They've got a picture of a woman. This is from like the Wild West sort of era, the frontier era, and she'd been arrested for something, you know. And they had the, the her, her mug shot and everything, uh, or, or something like that. It was some picture like that. And his son has done a brilliant, brilliant drawing. 
but Robert Crumb has captured something else about her that means that his is slightly better. Like there's some essence to what he's drawn that really captures her expression and her attitude and stuff like that. And his son is a brilliant artist, but isn't quite there. And there's something about Robert Crumb's art style that is unique yeah. and brilliant. Um, but yeah, mm. so he did loads of stuff, and he was his his comics were really really filthy. And he had his his ideal woman was very tall. Had very powerful thighs, big powerful butt, and huge boobs. And um, he seemed to like quite long hair as well. And he talks about right. how this stems from he he when he was a kid he used to he had an aunt who had very big thigh high boots, and he would cling to them like he would sit across them like he's sort of mounting her her boots yeah. while she was wearing them, right. and that was a big kink for him. Right. Um, but in the comics, the thing is, he's not being dominated by these women. He wants to be. He wants to dominate these big women. I think that that's his thing. Right. Because uh, he does. Oh, there's all kinds impossible. of weird comics. It is. Well, he manages it in the uh, in the comics. Well, yeah. I saw a he... talk with him. I saw a talk with him in London. Me and my mate went to see him. This was about ten years ago. And Steve Bell, the Guardian cartoonist, was interviewing him. And it was he was very nervous. He obviously doesn't like talking in front of a room full of people. Steve Bell's questions were not the best. And at the end. When it had finished, he just goes, we done? All right, cool. And he tries to jump off the stage, but there was like a little sort of barrier around. So he sort of vaulted over this barrier, almost fell off the stage, made a bit of a tit of himself, and then just ran backstage. That was the end of Robert Crumb. Like, that was, a, that was <laughs> oh, the end of the show. It was really God. weird. Yeah. But yeah, he was, he was some a, he's people a strange are, guy. Some people are a bit sort of uh, chaotic like that, right? Like, they just... Like you, you can you can sense how nervous they are, and then everything just seems to socially go wrong for them. Like oh man, like, like it escalates, goes wrong, and I mean, I, I I don't know if like I've ever had anything like that happen to me, where like I've been so nervous or so keen to get out of somewhere that I've tripped over something <laughs> and then had to run away because was I was so, so embarrassed and stuff. It's like. Oh, oh I feel like that happens to me quite often. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he is part of that. He's 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 a kind of weird guy. He's done these like kind of underground weird comics for a long time about often about very weird stuff. And you have to kind of be a bit weird to have that viewpoint or at least be able to express that viewpoint confidently. Yeah. And it's succinctly as well in like these very small. It's a very it's very short form comics. You know, it's almost like the whole joke is there in a single frame often yeah now they know it takes it's quite a lot of you know a picture paints a thousand words you know that's what they say yeah um and a chart paints a thousand pictures yeah uh which is even better this is just <laughs> rambling at this point Man, it's, just, a, just a quick correction for last week we said that um uh, that Zack snyder directed punch drunk love and of course it was sucker punch not punch drunk love that i misspoke all uh, right thank you for the I, many I mean, many many corrections yeah yeah it was a simple mistake uh, but yes, please do continue with the uh, with the con corrections. I love it when the only comment on hour long podcast is actually. Um, but that's the internet. Well, no, it's good. It's good. It's we don't check. It's good, good to we be corrected. It's good. Uh, it's good to, to. We just all accept. It's good that to accept that we got. Moved we don't often, but we did get something wrong, and we've admitted to it, and we've said sorry, <laughs> and now we're ready to move on. I, I think we should do important. a public apology of some kind. Some kind of right, quite long letter. I would like to apologize. Well, just go for it now. Unreservedly it now. to stand anybody. Up on your... All right, let me just stand up. Hold on. Okay. I would like to apologize on behalf of the Triforce podcast and especially myself uh, for misstating that the film Punch Drunk Love was directed by Zack Snyder. I was thinking of the film Sucker Punch, but this is inexcusable. And whilst it could clearly be written off as uh, a slip of the tongue, uh, the fact is 
Errors like that on a podcast of this importance yes. need to be corrected at the time. Yeah. It's only a shame that we do not have a fact-checking team on hand to correct us on the fly. This is something we're looking at to improve uh, the veracity of the claims we make on the podcast. I would like to extend an apology once again on behalf of myself, Sips, and Lewis for misspeaking on Thank the you. previous that's, episode. That's me. Thank, Thank you, you for so eloquently covering my ass, Flax. Okay, are we, are we done? Do I just walk off the stage at this? Do I, I'll no, jump over this thing. Over yeah, I'm just going to jump over this barricade. Whoops. <laughs> 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 Why are you singing while you do it? That would be a good exit. If you went <laughs> and then you jumped off the stage, fell over and kept singing it while you ran backstage, I'd like to see oh, that. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, oh man. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh. I've been uh, browsing the uh, the Steam Queues uh, video games again, um, and uh, I've come across a couple of pornographic titles, which again I'm not like uh, thrilled about. Mm. Um, but one thing that uh, one thing that always surprises me about uh, browsing through Steam Queues is that it's like it's kind of like going to a flea market or like a garage sale, right? You're rummaging through title after title after title, and sometimes you just find some gold, right? Like when, yep. where you, when you're not expecting it, but it's true. for every one game, there's got to be a thousand terrible ones on Steam. Oh, yeah. And some of them, I'm always left thinking to myself, who bothered to do this? Like, why, why did they come up with this mediocre idea? Why did they decide to pour time, effort, and probably money into this mediocre idea? It looks like shit. Like, it doesn't seem at all interesting. Oftentimes, it seems to just be trying to like cash in on some trend or or whatever, or sometimes too late. Uh, you know, like this is this is like you know sometimes a game comes up five years after that trend has expired or whatever, and you can tell that they just thought it's time to get in on this one, but it but then they're too late, sort of thing. Mm. It's like a minefield. It's it's crazy. It it, it, it is. It blows my mind every time. I just feel like a lot of these things, like if a lot of these people just got together and actually made something decent, it would be better than just lots of little shitty games, you know? But I wonder I, if part of it is, um, I mean, if you look at like Phasmophobia, for example, which I played uh, the other day for the first time, it gave me terrible nightmares. Um, it was actually quite fun. Yeah. Uh, now that was a game that was really popular with streamers for a while, sold was, a ton yeah. of copies. Yeah. I think a lot of people um, over the last few years have realized that it doesn't matter if your game is a bit scuffed and crappy. If it's got a core mechanic that's funny or enjoyable or especially multiplayer, bash it out there. You never know. I mean, you know, f fucking some big streamer might pick it up. Suddenly you've sold a million copies. Yeah. Everybody's playing it. Fall Guys and Among Us and games like that. Among yeah. Us was around for years and then it suddenly became huge. Yeah. And now it's like one of the most ubiquitous things that my daughter got a, like an Among Us birthday card, like I said. Like it's everywhere. Oh yeah, it's everywhere. It's, it's, it's a huge it, game. It, it got into the into the mainstream for sure. Like my my son's yeah. school, they because you can play it on mobile and stuff. So all, right. all all these kids are playing it because I think in a lot of cases they see their their older siblings playing it and they think that this is the thing to play or whatever. Because kids will just play anything. Like oh, yeah. you, you put them in front of any game and they will play it. Like uh, I mean, we're like 
I was the same, like when I was a kid, you know, like if, if I got a game for Christmas, that's what I would play, you know, even yep. if it was like Kid Icarus, you know, they were sold out of Final Fantasy and I just got like Kid Icarus <laughs> or something. I'd play it like, you, you know, you, Super just, you Star do. Wars on the SNES. That was, that was uh, a game I loved. The Super Star Wars. They were yeah. legit. Yeah, yeah. Any Super Star Wars fans in chat? I'm sure there they, are. They were great games, actually. Those were really fun. But um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, but like, um, like Among Us, like with some of these games, their loops are different, right? Like, uh, like if they're multiplayer games or competitive games or whatever, like, like the loops are kind of, they speak for themselves sort of thing. But like, I've been playing a couple of weird games recently. Like I played Power Wash Sim, which was... Yeah, so no, see, I've seen your, uh, your stream announcements and I've been thinking, what the hell is that game? And I look and I think, yes, that's a Sips game. Yeah, <laughs> but well, so Power Wash Sim is actually pretty good. And uh, and one of those games, it's like, it's just like, you're just like, it's like a painting puzzle, but you know, it's right. very satisfying at the same time. And it was just, uh, just kind of chill and enjoyable or whatever. And, you know, surprisingly, because it just sounded so dumb, you know, it was one of those games where it was like, oh, yeah, here we go. Like, it's just a dumb sim. Like, I'll play it for a bit, see what it's like kind of thing. Uh, and then ended up finishing the whole thing, which is mm. which was pretty good. And then more recently, I've been playing Weed Shop 3, <laughs> which is... Uh, weed shop weed shop three yeah you have to grow weed and sell weed to a variety of customers and you can sell them bongs and stuff and it's it's a bit like crude in in places and stuff but again it's like i don't know it's just got these like these half decent sort of gaming loops that that kind of keep you you know you have to grow stuff you have to buy supplies grow stuff and then sell it to customers and you make profit and you slowly upgrade your shop and it it, it, it turns into a better shop and mm. you, you get different customers and stuff and it's all like fairly satisfying it's a bit grindy or whatever but it, it it's fine and it, but it's <clears throat> again it's so simple like it's it's such a simple sort of concept for a game and again i don't yeah. know how so many of these games on steam can't can't do it like they get it wrong like their their simple ideas for a game loop or concept or whatever just seem so bad i i, I don't know like it's it's just crazy it's it, mm. it baffles me before we carry on, this week's episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Shut up. Are you serious? We, we, uh, we you guys, we, we love ExpressVPN. You've heard me yeah. talk about it before. Yeah. We use ExpressVPN as our VPN of choice because it doesn't log your activity online. Lots of cheap or free VPNs will do that. They'll make money by selling your data to advertisers. Uh, if something's free, it's not really so free. So what if Mrs. F logs my internet activity and sells it to advertisers? Could God I damn. skirt around that using a VPN? God help us all. <laughs> <laughs> you want to use well. You want to keep her uh, browsing safe as well, because you yeah. know, you don't want to know. What, what if you found out that she was like uh, that? She was looking up like uh, horse fisting or something like that. Would you? <laughs> Climbing. Yeah, that would, would be you that would be quite the conversation over dinner. I'd yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, ExpressVPN uses Lightway, which is a protocol to make speeds faster than ever. I've never noticed any slowdowns. And the third thing is it's very easy to use. You don't need any technical know-how. You can set it up on your phone, on your iPad, on your computer, on your TV, um, with just a single app. Very easy. Don't need any technical know-how. Uh, your grandparents could do it if they wanted. Boom. So there you go. Uh, please protect yourself with the VPN that we use here at the Triforce Podcast. You could use the link expressvpn.com slash Triforce today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package, that's expressvpn.com slash Triforce. Thanks for listening. Thank you. At the other end of the spectrum is the 
the copy of a of, of a game that's been or just just the same game again again like I've played uh, Days Gone yeah this week on Steam I've I've put like forty hours in so I played it a fair bit that's, that's a lot for me these days um, and it's basically this third person action adventure in the vein of every game on a PlayStation since two thousand yeah. you know it all feels like you know it's it's the same. You walk around in third person. You shoot zombies. Yeah. It's like The Last of Us or uh, Uncharted, or it feels actually felt to me like a little a bit a bit like uh, like a bad version of Death Stranding in a sense because it's kind of you're driving around delivering stuff to people, right? You know, kind of in Where a you post-apocalyptic wasteland. Uh, not really. I'm sort of hunting bounties mostly, oh, but right. it's it's the same mechanic. It's go the here. Kill someone, get the thing, yeah. take it to someone yeah, else, yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, a lot of the time, felt like I was, I just wanted to play Death Stranding again. Um, it's, it's like if you like Sons, do you like Sons of Anarchy, the kind of bikery. Not really. Universe? The aesthetic is not like for me, really. Like, I, like I could tolerate it if there's a good story or whatever, but it's not like it's not enough to to sell to me. Like, just based on that, if you know what I mean. No, well, in that case, this is very tolerable. I'd say this game's fairly tolerable. Other people might disagree, but. I I felt I I felt like it it has got a good story, but you have to trek through a lot of fairly repetitive, tedious gameplay right. to get there. Yeah. Um, and it's but I actually sort of didn't mind that re that repetitive gameplay. I wanted to shoot some zombies in the head with various guns and hit them with spiky baseball bats and stuff like this. I just felt like I was in the mood for smacking some zombies after watching Army of the Dead last week. Um, and I I I honestly enjoyed this game. More than that movie, huh. so yeah, like I, 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 it's the the story kind of it's not it's, it's predictable and obvious and like kind of I don't know very tropey, very standard, and then it does sort of it does sort of take an odd narrative choice in the game. So it it feels like it's going to be one thing, like oh. You know, you'll go to you'll go. It'll turn into some subnautical lab stuff suddenly, yeah. and and you know, then you'll be doing this this thing, and there'll be you'll discover all this stuff. But no, it's kind of just stays mostly in the wilderness. People are struggling to survive. I wouldn't not recommend it. I think I, initially I was bored by it, but it just sort of kept it kept also it kept going. Yeah, <laughs> it kept sort of yeah. It, uh, like I thought the game was about to end, and then it was like, oh no, here's this whole new region where you you're doing all the same stuff you're doing. But there's a funny in a new balancing region. in a game, though, right? Like sometimes if I'm playing a really good game and I'm getting into it at the start, um, like in my mind I'm thinking, oh, it's almost over. It's almost over. I can't believe like this game is so short, you know. But like you're in in reality, you're nowhere close to finishing it, sort of thing. But you you you're like, oh, I hope it doesn't just end here. Like I hope this isn't the end, sort of thing. And then, but you can quickly get to a point where you're like, okay, uh, it hasn't ended yet and it's going to keep going. Oh, it's going to, okay, it's going on too long now. <laughs> you're just like, oh, please end for Christ's sake. Like I've, I've, I've played enough of this game. Like I, I oh find my God, that there's, that's exactly what's exactly what there's it was definitely, like. On, there's definitely on. points in, in games, right? Where like they, they can get it wrong, like the length of the game. They I would just... say Kingdom Come was a prime example of that for me in that I very rarely finish a game because I just get bored of them, especially single player games. Yeah. Like I eventually get into like, there's that intro period and then you get into a good bit and then it's like the story is playing out, but it takes so long and Kingdom Come, the the ending of that felt like it was really fucking dragging. Whereas I feel like the ending of say The Witcher 3, which I come back to as like one of my favorite games, was really hype. And I thought the story built up really well and it was just the places you went to were really interesting and exciting. And then the final battle was really cool and everything. And it was like, yeah. it was a hype game. 
And then, then it was over and you're like, oh, phew, the credits roll and you feel good. But some games, like you said, they, they don't quite know how to end it. Yeah. Or they make you do some, like, you know, the ending's nearly here, but they're going to make you go and find 10 things out there and you've got to ride all over the world again and collect these yeah. things. You're like, Fuck me. Come on, dude. Just do it. Just end the game. I yeah. think a lot of the time they know. Shit, we said it was going to be 60 hours, it's only 58. Let's stick another couple of hours away. Yeah, let, let's, uh, let's make them go out and just collect one more bundle of bear noses before <laughs> exactly. we finish this one off. Like, <laughs> some of those some yeah. of those mechanics just feel so... Like, they've always felt a bit dated, but especially now, it's just they keep relying on them and you just think, come on, like... Let's get did something you, Did new. you feel that way in Mass Effect 2? Which, I, I mean, I, I, I think... I, I played Mass Effect 1 Joe, after I finished I played that game 2. twice. I think Mass Effect 2 is the only game that I finished and then immediately restarted and played through again. It's such a good game. It's it, a great it game. A I don't, game. But I don't remember ever really feeling overly uh, bummed out by any parts of it. But no. it's, it's such a long time ago now as well, so I, I, I yeah. don't really remember. Because, I mean, Mass Effect 1 had a lot more grind to it than Mass Effect 2. I never, I never played 3 because the reviews were so bad at the time. Um... But Mass Effect like two was was when I, I I started playing Mass Effect two and then people were like you should play the first one because you know it feeds into the second one I was like oh so yeah. I went and started one I was like man this is a pain because there's a lot of like driving around in your yeah there's that part of the game and... where you have to do the surveys of the planets and oh, yeah. drive with the truck tedious. and all that yeah but it's still essentially you shooting stuff and it looks yeah. cool and everything does, so I didn't yeah. mind but it, that that was a good game they got the balance right there I think between. Uh, the story because it, it, the story starts to accelerate like this is what i didn't like about death stranding i know you guys loved it they waited all the story stuff at the start before they let you get on with playing the fucking game i feel like yeah. you need to be playing the game and get absorbed by minor things and then gradually the plot grows bigger and bigger oh yeah i mean we're not saying death stranding i'm not saying it's perfect. a perfect it's, game it's got like it's fucking it's a it's a mess it's a mess in a lot of places yeah. for sure like sometimes you have like these 20 30 hour stretches where you're just hiking around and it's like it does feel like multiple different games in one you yeah. know it's it's but it's uh, overall you know it was such a i don't know it just worked like as a as a fun thing in a, in a sense like that's it, weirdly i don't think it was supposed to work as well as it did with the bit of the story because once the story was over i was like oh man i don't want any more story for now i'm kind of done i'm just gonna right. I'm gonna play the game for a bit, and then I, I can I can have another hour of story now, and then like <laughs> yeah. another bit of yeah. six you, you, hours of game. You sort of earned it by, uh, by I don't know, having fun. It's for a weird. Bit. Oh man, I wish I keep saying this, but I wish that they would uh, like after you're done the story, and maybe they they would need to add like some DLC or something for it, but. I would love it if you if it would just open into like a, a kind of like, you know, you fix the world a little bit in the game, like with leading up to the story. But like if it opened up a little bit more into a sandbox where you actually fixed more of the world and just kept doing the deliveries, building stuff up, um, you know, little like little side things could come up or whatever. But really, the focus was just like creating good logistics routes and doing deliveries and like building up some of these like hubs and, and stuff would have actually been pretty fun and i probably would have played the game it's a weird lot more what, yeah it's i weird really like the, the mechanics yeah. like they, they you know like it felt good to to load up a lot of you know parcels and shit onto your back it was great getting the upgrades that made it so you could carry more the trucks and stuff were kind of cool like I, I think the fighting could have just been sacked off entirely, you know, like the 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 random sort of um, 
What were they called? Yeah, I, I did so little fighting. I know the BTs it just felt like such a. It just well, felt I, did, like... I did so little that when I had to do it, I had to do it for the quest or whatever yeah. for the main story. I could didn't know how. I didn't know what any of the fucking things <laughs> did. Yeah. I never. I think I used a single like piss grenade or poop grenade or whatever. <laughs> Is the there, fuck are there supposed poop to use. grenades? No. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like all bio stuff, right? It's pee and blood, isn't it? I think it's some of your blood. Jesus. Yeah, because your character is like um, the part of some weird guy, and so as a result, his biomatter like affects these monsters. So you can like you can scare them away with your own blood and, and stuff. They go, oh, it's so you have pee. like, and they run away. Yeah, pretty scary monsters. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's not why they're scared. It, it's, it's it's cool, man. Death Stranding's fucking great game. It is, it, but I agree with Lewis though. In parts, it is a fucking mess. Like it's just yeah, for sure. But but and you, I think Days Gone, Days Gone too. Like it's it's a it's a shitty mess in places. Like there's these. The, uh, the open world is not open. You know, you drive out into the world. Because I drove out on the bike and I was like, oh man, this is really cool. I'm going to just randomly explore parts. I think it's, you know, and I think I'll discover hubs and I'll discover things. No, it's just shitty shacks with a couple of zombies in and no, nothing to even loot, no story, nothing to pick up, no collectibles. Like, kind of, well, yeah. they are some in right, the game. Right. But, you know, it's, it's mostly this very sad empty world and it feels like they're very late in development they shoehorned in these question marks that appear so when you're driving down the road a question mark appears on the mini map you drive towards it and it's like a guy trapped in a car with like two zombies outside you kill the zombies and he has this incredibly it's like morrowind level fucking conversation with you at the end right. where the worst voice acted guy goes oh oh thank you for saving me from blah 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 the zombies were gonna kill me so when it's like that, I mean, you're you like reckon, please let me skip this garbage but do you reckon like, that oh. what's happened is they spent so much time on the main game that now when they're like oh fuck we gotta do all of those side quests they're like oh fine just just do whatever and they just bosh him in and one of the developers is like oh, I'll do the voice for this one we can't be bothered to wait around for the voice actor again so that's why it's shit because bad voice acting in a game sticks out a fucking mile like it really does Man, it's yeah. shocking it's really weird as well how like I mean the, the game is like it's got like it's got like four areas basically and the three areas that you start with and you do you think are the only areas right until sort of you follow the story all the way down and it gets this whole extra bit and it's like it's like damn you don't I guess you don't really realize when you're playing a game how much content there's going to be you know these days you buy a game yeah. you don't know whether it's going to be seven hours or 14 hours or 45 hours you know i played this game for 40 hours and i just opened up this brand new fucking zone and i'm like christ you know i i, I suppose it's good value for money and i don't know who I, I don't know who from above decides that this needs to be in there or whatever, or that, like I, I'm, I'm happy. It's not, I'm not, I'm not angry that my game has content, but I'm, I'm. It's kind of just, it's not. It's just, I, you just, I'm just wondering because you don't know when you buy a game, like what, what, almost like what's going to be in there anymore, unless you check sort of Steam beforehand, and they're like, yeah, this is this game's seven hours, but overwhelmingly positive, it's worth playing, and it's like you know, still twenty five quid. You're like, I don't know. Oh, I'm just, I'm just not sure. It's, yeah, it's a weird one. I I, I've been, like I said, I've been playing a lot of like weird stuff lately, which I've actually How enjoyed. Long is Subnautica. Have you finished Subnautica? Yeah, now? I finished the new one in about, I think it was 18 hours. So it's, it's. Yeah, see, that's what short. I would have expected. That's the sort of the. I feel like that's like a pretty standard length these days for like that type of game as well. Well, right? the nice thing with that game though is that you, you. There is there there's like a sandboxy element to it where you could you could really increase that time 
uh, if you if you wanted to spend a lot of time building your base, collecting resources, you know, exploring. Because there's all that sort of, there's um, tons cosmetic of stuff, stuff isn't there? There's loads of cosmetic stuff for the base. Like you can build yeah. a huge base if you want it. Yeah, yeah, you can for sure. Yeah. Um, so that that adds a lot of life to the game and probably a little bit of replayability as well. But the story is very sort of like once you've done it, like, I don't know if you'd really bother to do it again. Um, I don't think there's a lot. Uh, locked behind the story either like you have to go to different areas to get blueprints for stuff but that doesn't rely on you actually completing any story you know what i mean you can just go i, and do I, that I finished the first one i started playing two but it made me seasick like it gave me a really bad headache playing oh, it right. i tried okay. messing with the fovs and stuff like that i haven't actually gone back to it because I, it made me, it messed with my brain so bad. I, I could get that a couple times. Yeah, yeah. You get that I had to stop, like, and I, I didn't want to go back because I know that if I play it again, that's the day written off because I'll feel like shit again all day, which is fucking <laughs> weak. Fuck. But um, I found with the first one that the best part of the game was when I, I'm, I was just surprised that the second one was so similar. Like, I was like, I understand they're making a sequel to a successful game. Yeah. But what made the first one great for me? was the first time you get your little submersible and you find out that there's these huge areas underneath. Like you go down this little cave yeah. and something opens out and trying to navigate those. Like when you take down your big sub and you're going right down through this narrow crevasse well, yeah. and lowering it in, like that was so, that was magic. And the, yeah. you know you find these new areas, it's lit up and then you go out in the prawn suit and everything. And yeah. I loved that. I absolutely loved that. Whereas I found with this one, I was like, huh. Well, you knew all that was going to happen again. But yeah, you'd already experienced issue. it. Yeah. Like I mean, they can so never recreate similar. that. I mean, the game takes place on the same planet. It's all the same timeline technology and stuff like that. You know, it's just... It that's, you know it's just a continuation of the of the first game really um, yeah so you yeah. so you do I lose a lot of that um, initial magic I mean that I, magic is is so cool like when you get like this you, you do experience it sometimes in like in No Man's Sky and in various other things where you 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 get on I gotta say I reveal, never experienced you know? much magic in No Man's Sky and I'm not <laughs> even saying that as like oh yeah everybody didn't like that game so I also don't like it I've tried like three times to like that game and it's just it looks just, like it's your kind of thing that's the weird thing I know to me. it's odd but the aesthetics are just so displeasing to me like I hate how everything looks in the game I hate that the space stations are just these big cubes right and stuff like I, I don't know there's just so many right. things that are off-putting about it to me and it's just impossible for me to get into it like every time mm. i've tried i just find it so, just so uh tedious like i just can't get into it i don't know maybe there's I, just maybe you just got burned one too many times maybe, yeah. yeah by it i don't know because it did have a very shaky start and um but no i've i've i came back to it relatively recently and i i was very impressed and i i think most games have that right there's these these this moment where you're like damn this is a cool place where i am and yeah, it's it's nice to hold on to those. I do want to still check out Subnautica. Yeah, and it's so, it's worth it. Yeah. Honestly, it's it is it, is good. I enjoyed it. Like uh, I I probably went through it a bit too quickly. Like I I probably could have done a bit more exploring and stuff. But um, I I was satisfied. Like it was pretty good. Like I I didn't I didn't dislike it. It's I don't think it was as good as the first in the sense that like what we said. Like the first one had those moments where. It felt magical, it, like, you know, you just, it was, it was so different, right? Like, I'd never played a game where you have to explore the ocean and stuff. Like, it was just, it was great. Yeah. And the, and the second game does it very well, uh, as well, but 
if you're if you've played the first one you know most of the surprises are like you know <laughs> there's not yeah. there's not that much different to it <laughs> yeah the same yeah. I mean, it was just a sh- it was the same to me it was a shame i think how much by its nature was kind of repetitive because obviously they can't make a completely different game and call it subnautica 2 but it really did feel like the same game and i thought i've already done this and the plot of the first one was not what kept me intrigued like the plot was like something i had to do rather than something I was really driven to to do. It was okay. I did quite like the the ending, but the plot stuff was my least favorite part of the game. So really to remake the game and say, it's the same game, but a different plot. I'm like, so the game was the same, but the worst part of the first one for me, the story, the bit that I was just like, come on, get over, get on with it, you know, that was the bit that they changed. So it kind yeah. of just felt like it was literally the same game and the bit I didn't enjoy the first time was the only new bit. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like that sometimes. No right? flame intended. Big fan of Subnautica, but I just, uh, there's not enough there to, to drag me back, I think, have, given how much I, I saw about four four hours or something like that. And I was like, oh, this is just the same game. So yeah, it's weird, It's weird, right? There's, there's certain games that universally everybody just thinks that everybody should like. Yeah. And then, and then oftentimes, or not, maybe not, even oftentimes but there's definitely been some times where i've come across a game where everybody is praising it and i feel like i should like it and everybody's convinced that i will like it and then i just don't like it, it just doesn't click for some reason yeah yeah um i wouldn't say that's no man's sky because i think like no man's sky has like a healthy raft of people who just don't like it mm. there's this game uh, that i've been playing this week called tainted grail oh yeah um, i've heard of that yeah a lot of people it's, been... it's, it's okay yeah it's yeah. not bad i mean it's everybody that's everybody that drops by the stream says is this basically slow the spire and i mean I, I would like to say the the deck building genre is not defined by one game they're like a million no no but that's like a, that's oh. just a, such a twitch chat thing right like if it you is. Like I, I, I imagine that most people come by your your stream and see you playing something that's not Dota and say, "Wow, they changed Dota two a lot." That like, is, that's, we have that's... a command for that exact. Wow, comment. Dota two looks crazy. It's been a while since I last yeah. played it. Like literally that's... <laughs> every time I stream, someone yeah. will drop by and make that joke. Yeah, and I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. you you must realize that you're not the first to make that joke because you've heard it somewhere. Yeah, you must. Like, you you didn't invent that. No. It must be a, a, like a meme in people's it's brains. It's just a, it's a Twitch chat. It's bizarre. Thing, right? They just do it all the time for every game it's bizarre but yeah so it it is obviously it's a deck builder so you could say this is basically slay the spire but by that you know by that token slay the spire was ripping off some other deck build like no is it slay the spire was obviously probably the best deck building sort of progression game like that but this is quite different it's more like um it's a rogue light they call it so you die but the progress that you've made towards your overall goals cards you've unlocked characters you've unlocked and everything you retain carries through um yeah so you sort so of you're, build so you're up. supposed to sort of you're supposed to sort of die on the first boss and then exactly. you kill the first boss and get enough stuff to get to say yeah so so in a sense like it's still 60 hours but it's the way it's built or should be built is that you eventually like um like hades yeah yeah like you just exactly it's hard to it's hard to one shot the game with the starting ability yeah, yeah i mean yeah. it's all it's impossible really like the cards that you unlock and the, and the things you unlock back in the village um you need to you need to buff up your village that is sort of your your hub if you like you get new characters to come join it and then they can give you buffs to take out into the, the opening worlds and then when you you start to beat the first one every time but you unlock new characters and they, you haven't unlocked the cards yet for them. And some of them are very powerful, so you want to try and play them. So it's like a different place. What's this style. called? Tainted Grail. Sounds good. It is I'm good. It is good. It there is one issue with it, which is the name. It's a deck-building card game? Tainted it's so Grail. so forgettable. I forgot it instantly. <laughs> instantly. Tainted love. <laughs> so if you look at... Um, th- there's this whole fantasy 
genre that for some reason has all of these terrible fucking names. Like, I don't know why, they, they all want to come up with something like that. Like, here's one, Andor Wrecking Dawn. That means nothing. That means nothing. Like Andor? Andor I don't even know wrecking, how to look that up. Right. It, it, so all of these games, it seems to me, and all four of these roguelikes have a name like Splinter Realm, The Reckoning of the Lord of Splinters. And you're like, <laughs> can <laughs> yeah, you give yeah, it a yeah, pass? Yeah. Yes, like, of course. Yes, The Lord of Splinters. I'm very <laughs> familiar with him. Right. Mm, I must check so out this game. <laughs> I mean, Tainted Grail is an awful name. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't mean anything. And I, I've yet to figure out, although I have skipped all the storyline stuff that's popped up, what the hell a Tainted Grail is. Like, I don't even care. It's just a fun little game. But yeah. The names are so bad. It's yeah. a, I just don't get it. Like, it's set in this... Like, you have these can, these candles called Weird Candles, I think. Weird spelled W-Y-R-D, huh? Just of to be actual yeah. So call it Weird Realm or Weird... Weird. There you go. Boom. There's a name for you, rather than Tainted Grail. And that's actually not the full name. It's got a longer name than that. So it's just, I don't know. It always makes me laugh. The names <laughs> these guys come up with for their games crack me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did I tell you what happened my jab this week? Oh, oh congrats. Nice. You got How it. did you feel afterwards? I had my first jab. What, what brand of jab did you have? So I went I went up to uh, Clifton, which is the sort of nicest area of Bristol. Right. Yeah, because I live in the centre. And did you and have your jab Clifton. administered to you by like a foppish dandy in his uh, vast kind mansion? Kind of. So the, the vaccination centre was next to the zoo. And get, it's don't get the those jabs school. mixed up. Yeah. Clifton Prep School. And it's like the, it's like the classic um, old... Um, hall, you know, that you have for these, these, you know, in these old schools where I seem to remember we sort of had one that we called the old gym, right. you know, which is basically a kind of a, a small, slightly, slightly too small for a, any any sort of real sports to be going on in there, you know, it's just a hall that's just about big enough for a badminton court. The main equipment would be medicine balls. That would be the main. Yes, piece of equipment. and some yeah. of those big blue mats. Yes, and um, and uh, ropes. That's it. Yes, ropes hanging yes, from the ceiling. The kind of stuff yeah. that was in there. But it was very idiot-proof, the whole thing, right? It was very much kind of, you got there. They'd obviously gone, they've obviously been doing this for months now, vaccinating people. And I assume they've been dealing with, first of all, the oldest people who are... That is the system? Anyway, there was a lot of people standing around who didn't need to do anything. Right, But right. I feel like I still probably did need to do stuff when it was hopeless people but yeah it's so idiot proof you just sort of blunder in fill out a form sit down everyone's done it you know how it's yeah, like yeah yeah but um it was just it was just so it's such a nice setting this school <laughs> it had it done it like it was like beautiful trees and like i was just like who what kids are going to school in this clifton place kids. the best gorgeous. kind of kids so i walked all the way back home which it's about it's about a 40 minute walk so i walked well there walked back and then my friend was like oh i'm I'm going to go to the zoo. Do you want to come? I was like, sure. Because it was a nice day. So I walked all the way back to the zoo. I uh, walked around the zoo. By the time I'd walked around the zoo, I was feeling pretty uh, dizzy right. and tired. Because it was a hot day. Right. Uh -huh. And so then I walked home and just fell asleep on my sofa and woke up about 10 o'clock at night feeling like shit. <laughs> of course. Because yeah. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have fallen asleep on my fucking sofa at five in the afternoon but did you feel poorly the next day so yes the next day i just felt really well i think i think i just felt fucked up because i had messed up my sleep wait pattern, what jab you know? did you get again sorry i got the pfizer jab uh, yeah oh so. right okay I, I i heard that pfizer generally you feel worse after the second jab like huh. uh interesting a, the astrazeneca it's like after your first one you feel kind of shitty 
Because like, I felt bad, bad real bad stuff. after the yeah. first one. I'm just so glad I didn't have COVID, because if the fucking jab knocked me out oh, that man. Hard, then fucking COVID I try not to think about it. It was so bad. It was yeah, the, Flax it was so actually bad. did have it. You can, you can get his yeah, triple cord about just, it. I feel, I feel even ran, I feel new sympathy for Everyone you. that said um, to me that's had the jab and felt a bit poorly, they were like, I can't imagine what real COVID was like. I was like, don't. Like, it was, it was really, really <laughs> fucking awful. And I didn't man. even have it. Like I didn't need to be hospitalized and shit like that. There were people that had well, yeah. some really grim treatments. Like the the treatments were fucking rough. Like pipes yeah, up well, your legs to a... get reoxygenate your blood and shit like that. And oh my god, unbelievable. Yeah, it's insane. It's hard. Yeah, it's nuts. It's I'm due for my second jab pretty soon, actually. Um, Same. I was thought Same. I was going to hear from it from them this week, but I haven't. So I might have to. I might have to chase them. Say, I want my for second some reason, jab. I, thought I would be like, I, for some reason, I thought I would be more robust to it. I don't know. To, in my <laughs> mind, I was like, I, I eat healthy. I walk around a bit, you know. Yeah. But no, I, I was not. No, uh, funnily enough, a I, uh, virus that kind of targets like uh, your respiratory system and stuff doesn't really give much of a shit about all that. It just goes for it, you know. Just says fuck yeah, you. It's true. It's I, I did. Um, so I noticed yesterday when I was with that films that Trot is doing. Um, I, I don't know how long he's doing, but I, I think he was like a couple of days into fasting. Right. Wow. And he had this kind of slightly dazed look about him. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Why is he doing he, that? I think it's a. I think it's just like a healthy thing. Like no, it sounds he, really he healthy. The gym and he yeah. looks after himself. Not eating food. No, apparently food. it's yeah. that one. Apparently it is good for it's you. Like driving like, your car not... around with no gas. It's uh, yeah. makes sense. No, it's like it is apparently. Apparently it is good for yeah. you. It's no, the it thing sounds... that humans have. Yeah. Sounds awful. It's almost like paleo kind of thinking. You know, as when you were a caveman, you didn't necessarily have food yeah, every day. That was when we didn't have anything. We hadn't discovered writing or the wheel. And everyone's harking back to this era when we lived hand to mouth. Like if we saw food, we ate it because it might yeah. be two days. This wasn't, people weren't happy. Like average life expectancy was like five years back then. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. We need I to know, get I know. back. We need to go back. Boris should come out. I, I think we should wind back society the days of caves. <laughs> if you see someone and you don't like them, you may hit them on the head with a rock. That is the future of Britain. Ugh, be strong, man. Be king now. Ugh, make fire. Ugh, make fire. Oh, Vote man. for Ugh. Uh, so, no, I, I, I feel like, I feel like it's in my mind. Thirty-seven. I've been not. I've been eating every day, three square meals a day for thirty-seven years. Yeah. And when someone tells me, "Oh, your body will be fine," I'm like, "My body's forgotten how to not eat." You know, <laughs> I don't have the. I don't feel like I can just on a dime. I'm not. I'm not just not confident that my body will be able to keep up. Yeah. I was before I'd had the COVID thing, but after that, I'm like, I'm less confident, and so. I, I don't know. I think maybe you could, you, you read about um, like Wim Hof and people like this taking the ice baths and doing or not like like even like David Blaine or whatever not eating for like 40 days was it him, or whatever. Him, yeah. Putting himself in yeah, a box that's and right, not yeah. eating for oh, 20 days. He and, cheated. You know. It's a magic trick. It's not magic. It's, it's a like magic an trick. Do you not remember the thing where he froze himself in ice? Do you remember yeah, that? I remember that. Vaguely. He would swap out with a double so he could go and have a fucking light 
down and get a scare burger, and then he'd crawl back in. It's a fucking trick, people. Oh my god! I like it. I when, when, he said that one up near the Millennium Bridge where he was in a glass cage, right? And people would go right. and say, "Oi, bloody fucking cunt! Fuck off! Fuck you, man! Fucking stuff, magic remember? dickhead! Way! Remember they were don't throwing chips that and stuff UK. at him? Yeah, don't ever do that kind of thing in the UK. What are you thinking? Yeah, we hate people. Yeah, we're no. not going to be supportive. He was frozen in ice. For thirty for sixty six hours, yeah. it's fine. Fuck? It's fine. It's all of this is fine. It, he was he was. I mean, these are all endurance things. They're not magic. Oh, please, they're endurance. I felt like I had to endure that whole episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, endurance was for the fucking audience. That's yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> right, I got to go to Kew Gardens, lads. I got to go look at the uh, the houses. Oh shit! Reopened. All nice. right, well there you go. Enjoy. That thank, sounds fun. Thank you. Thank, for you, thank everyone. you. I'll sniff some flowers on your behalf. Sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, I got, I got a big rose just bloomed in my front yard, and I've been sniffing it every day. God damn, nice. it's nice. fine. Well, there you go. You could support us on Patreon and follow us on Spotify, where there are new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank bye. you. Bye. 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 bye.